Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. I was busy this past weekend decorating for Christmas, and I'm sure most of you probably were decorating too or thinking about your Christmas decorations. And, you know, we decorated the tree, and on the tree we hung lots of ornaments that reflected the season, you know, the birth of Jesus, a little ornament for the manger scene, another ornament that said, Jesus is the reason for the season. Just so many ornaments on the tree reminding us that it's really about Jesus. And then outside I had a manger next to the cross where the cross is lit at night reminding me that Jesus was born. But then he went to the cross. Why? To die, to be our Savior. And then on the inside, I put out nativity scenes just throughout my house. I have a gorgeous one I like to put in the foyer, and then I have some in the dining room and in the living room, and just little nativity scenes throughout the house just to remind me of what it's all about. Now, why do we decorate for Christmas? Why do we do this? Because it is Jesus' birthday. And I will tell you, for 70 years since I have been alive, in our home, I grew up where we decorated for Christmas. We celebrated the birth of Jesus. Now, we always exchanged gifts. We always had a tree. And we always had family gatherings and food around the table where we gathered around the table. But we remembered what Christmas was all about and why there was a holiday. And why is it? Because we know the Word. I was raised in a Christian home, and we knew the Word. And what does the Word say? Well, the you can look to the Gospels to give you an account of the birth of Jesus, but looking specifically to Luke 2, 4, it says that Joseph, he went from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called what? Bethlehem. Now, this is important. Capture this. And then he goes on to say, they went there to register with Mary, who he was betrothed, who was with a child. And while they were there, the time had come for her to give birth. Give birth to who? She gave birth to the firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and she laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. And it goes on to say that later they called this baby that was born in the manger, they called him Jesus because this name was given to him. Now, why am I saying all this? I want you to know that not everyone this December, this Christmas season, is putting up Christmas decorations. In fact, there are some that are taking it down. And I learned just recently an article that was published in the media that in the town of Bethlehem, this small town just south of Jerusalem, 
that the city is taking down Christmas decorations, the birthplace of Jesus Christ. This is why I wanted to read these scriptures, because he was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is a real city. It is still a city today. And in the past, there's always been Christmas decorations put up out around the church that's standing there in the town of Bethlehem. And Christmas decorations with the nativity scene. People celebrate Jesus' birth. Why? Because Christians recognize Jesus, the Savior of the world. This is his birthday. And it's a time to recognize that, a time to remember, a time to celebrate. But this year, they're taking those down. The city authorities have decided it's not appropriate this year. It's not a time for there to be festivities because of all the conflict that's going on between Israel and Hamas. And so they have decided to dismantle the Christmas decorations to remove that, and there would be no Christmas ceremony this year. The nativity scene, which is believed to be the birthplace of Jesus. Now, I want to tell you, the birth of Jesus is not a festivity. The birth of Jesus is a fact that we are sinners and we needed a Savior. And Jesus was the Savior, the Son of God, that came to redeem us from our sin, that we might be drawn back to the Father. And we recognize that He was born and that His birth was a miracle, that He was born from the Virgin Mary through the power of the Holy Spirit, and that He came sinless, that He might pay the price for our sin, the unblemished lamb, as we say. And we recognize that, that this is the time that we recognize the birth of the Savior, that we might be redeemed from the destruction of the world. That is important to remember. That's why we have Christmas. That's why we recognize this season of the year. But of all places, now here in Montgomery, Alabama, I'm decorating my house. You're decorating your house. You're remembering the birthday of Jesus. But in the very birthplace of the Savior of the world, the city authorities have decided it's best to just take it all down. Remove the nativity scene. Remove the remembrance of the birth of the Savior of the world. I have to pause and think for myself. What would be your testimony? What would be my testimony if all of a sudden our city authorities decided that we were going to completely remove Christmas? There would be no nativity scenes. There would be no decoration. There would be no remembrance of the birth of Jesus. And in fact, now listen, we have had this argument before the U.S. Supreme Court twice this has come before the U.S. Supreme Court of putting a nativity scene out on the public square on government property. And praise God, the Supreme Court ruled in that case that the nativity scene did not violate the Establishment Clause of the U.S. Constitution. And so they recognized that what was happening, that we were celebrating this holiday, it was recognized by Congress, it was a national tradition that we had this. And so they said it was okay. And then, of course, five years later, the case came up again. 
the nativity scene, individuals wanting to remove that from the public square because it was unconstitutional to have the nativity scene there. And so the U.S. Supreme Court went a little broader there and said, well, if it's a nativity scene, which is really the representation of a religious holiday, if it's combined with other traditions that we have at Christmas, it's okay. They looked at a number of factors where it was presented. What am I saying? The U.S. Supreme Court has said we can have nativity scenes in the public square on government properties, that it's not unconstitutional to do that. So I want to ask you, what would be our testimony if all of a sudden our authorities of our cities decided we're just going to remove all of this? It's really not a good season. There's a lot of conflict going on in the world. And so this Christmas, we're just going to take down all the Christmas decorations. We're going to remove the nativity scenes. We're not going to have Christmas parades. We're just going to act like it's not even a holiday. What would be your testimony? Well, my first response when I read this article of what the city of Bethlehem was doing actually in Israel. And let me tell you something. Just this past September, I was standing right there in that area near that church where all of this is taking place right now. And who would have ever thought that they would require the removal of the remembrance of the birth of Jesus in the town of Bethlehem of all places? But what would be our testimony? if that were to happen here. Well, I'll tell you the first thing. The first thing in our response is that we need to know why we do what we do. Why is it that we even celebrate Christmas? Why is it that we put up decorations? Why is it that we put out things around our home, outside our home, around our city, during this holiday season? Well, we need to know the root of our traditions. Here we know It's about the birth of the Savior of the world. It's about Jesus. That's the first thing. Why do we do what we do? We need to firmly have, go back to the Word of God and firmly know from the Word of God why you are celebrating this season, why you are remembering this time of the year. And then number two, I believe, we need to know our commitment to the holiday that we call Christmas. Are we really committed to this holiday? Are we committed that this holiday is Christmas? Are we committed that Christmas is really all about the Savior's birth, Jesus that was born, to come redeem us from our sin, that we might be reconciled back to the Father? Is that what we really are committed to? And I will tell you, you know, I have to evaluate it for myself. How much time do we spend on the real reason for the season? How much time and how much emphasis we spend will represent our commitment? So do we spend more time thinking about Jesus or do we spend more time during this season thinking about Santa Claus? Do we spend more time thinking about the Savior who is the gift to the world? Or do we spend more time thinking about the gifts, the secular things in the world, giving of gifts, just because it's a time to give gifts to friends and family? Do we spend more time thinking about the nativity scene 
and what this nativity scene represents as it's laid out in the Word of God? Or do we spend more time looking for a Christmas tree, putting up a Christmas tree, and thinking about how pretty the lights are? I'm not being critical here. I'm just thinking my own self. How committed am I really to the season, the time of Christmas? And then, how much of the Word are we reading, validating this season called Christmas versus how much time we spend watching Christmas movies on television? Nothing wrong with any of that. But when we look at the emphasis we place on the two, when we look at the time that we spend on the two, we have to say, my commitment is reflected on where I put my time and my emphasis. Here's the third thing to evaluate our response, is to pray through the Word. Pray through the Scriptures. Why? Because we know Isaiah 9 foretold us that a child would be born. He would be the Savior of the world. So they were looking toward this time. This time, this season that we're all celebrating right now. There was a time in the past that the prophets were foretelling that this child was going to be born. So it is a sacred time. It is a time to behold. It is a time to remember. It is a time, yes, to celebrate that we are not condemned, but we are forgiven. And then Luke 2, as I just read, tells us that it actually happened, that what was prophesied by Isaiah, it actually happened in the town of Bethlehem, in a manger, that this child was born. And this child's name is called Jesus. And again, Scripture tells us that Jesus lived here on earth. He was a real man. And then he was crucified. He died. He was buried. He rose on the third day. And what did he do? We know that he came back and he walked among men to prove his death. And Acts 1 tells us even his disciples watched him ascend up into heaven. And he ascended up into heaven, and Hebrews 1.3 said that after he came for the purification of sin, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. I mean, Paul tells us this in Romans 8.34. He said right now he's at the right hand of God. Why is all of this important? Because what is the most important thing in the world? Is that we needed a Savior to be reconciled back to God. And at this time of the year, we celebrate that God gave us His Son to be born here on earth, to be the Savior of the world, that we might have eternal life. That's the gift 
of God that he's given to all of us. I will tell you that is something to celebrate. That is something to remember. That is something that we must pause and give thought to. That is something that we must know from the word of God that it is true and it is forever settled in heaven. And that is something that we must know that we must pass from generation to generation to generation and it must never be lost. How is it that it's not lost today? Well, one, we're taught in our churches. But listen, there's generations coming behind us that they're not going to church, but they need to know truth. And how is it they'll know truth? It's when we can put out our decoration. We talk about what's important in this season. They see the nativity scenes. They see where we put our emphasis and where we place our time. That is important. And then the next thing our response to all of this. We need to ask God, God, you've allowed us to see this and to know this, what the town of Bethlehem is doing. What do we do here in America? What do we do here in our own city to protect this season, to continue to have the freedom to celebrate, to put out our decorations, to acknowledge the birth of Jesus, to gather publicly? to acknowledge Christ? What do we do to protect that? I will tell you, instantly when I read this, I knew for my own self, you have to say, God, forgive us. Forgive us. But then I knew what the Holy Spirit was telling me is that here in the watchmen on the wall, the watchmen, the people that walk and pray for our cities, we were to pray about this matter. God, forgive us that this is even happening, but to pray into it. We'll not lose focus in our own lives, in our own cities, and continue to recognize this birth of Jesus by putting out our decorations, by displaying the nativity scenes, by remembering and being committed to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And then the next thing, to be honest with you, I will tell you on today's podcast, I was going to do a different podcast subject. But this was so heavy on my heart, knowing this, and then just having been there a couple of months ago in this area, it was grieving me. And so the next thing I knew, the Holy Spirit was saying, do a podcast. Why? Bring our attention to the matter. Not let it just be a news article and pass it by. No, give it some attention. And so then, what is the Holy Spirit telling each one of us to do? Well, whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you to do, then do it. Don't just know it. Set it aside. It may be that you gather your family and you talk about this and talk about how important it is that we pass this from generation to generation and not forsake this time of the year. Just because there's conflict going on in the world, I will tell you there's going to be much more conflict going on in the world. But Jesus' birth did happen, and we must recognize it and celebrate it because He is due all the glory and the honor for what He did for us. And then... Maybe, just maybe, God's calling you to make an appeal that if this were to happen in your city, in your state capital, which has been an issue right here 
in Montgomery, Alabama before, maybe the Holy Spirit would call you to make an appeal to your government, make an appeal to your church that, hey, let's, let's stand up for this season, this Christmas. Let's remember what it's all about. And then make that appeal. Now, there's a right way, of course, when you do appeal. You, you have the right attitude. You have the right facts, the right knowledge about what's going on. Make sure that you stand on truth, the Word of God. Make sure that you do it in humility with the right heart attitude, not just the right mental attitude, but the right heart attitude is because it's something you are committed to. You know how important it is. You know the Holy Spirit's drawing you to do it. And you make the appeal to the right authorities that, you know, that has authority to do something about this. And you make that at the right time. You don't wait till after Christmas to do it if the Holy Spirit's calling you to do that. We have a voice, people. We cannot lose our freedom. We must know that just because this is happening in Israel over in the town of Bethlehem, let's don't be naive to think that this issue couldn't come up around us. So let's don't take for granted what we have. And then don't be silent. Speak up. I'm not mean derogatory, condemning. Speak up because it means something to you. Speak up because it's important. I want to encourage you to spend some time in the Word of God about why we needed a Savior and why God did give us a Savior and why that Savior is Jesus and where He is right now interceding for you and for me. Spend some time because if you know that, and that you know the foundation of this, you'll be more committed to do what the Holy Spirit leads you to do. I think that's what we have to captivate, is the foundation. And then pass that on to the next generation so they understand. And hey, that might be what this is all about, is to use this opportunity to know what's really going on over in Bethlehem right now to solidify our facts, the truth about what this holiday, this season, Christmas is all about. And then just gather your family, your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, your extended family, and talk about why this is important based on the Word of God. Why? So that they will know. We'll pass this from generation to generation because if we don't talk about it, and if we don't talk about it based on truth of the Word of God, we could easily lose it. It could lose its significance because we don't know why we do what we do. I believe that's extremely important. And so, what do I want to say? Whatever the Holy Spirit is telling you to do, then just simply do it. Just simply obey. I mean, this is all God's holding us accountable for. I know that it was not by happenstance that a watchman intercessor sent this article to me, and then I just happened to take time to read it. And having read it, I was grieved. But God wanted more than me just to be grieved. He wanted me to be moved by it, moved to the point that I do something. That's why I'm bringing this podcast to you today. What does the Holy Spirit want you to do? Listen, we need to be on the offense and the best way to be on the offense is to know the Word, what the Word says about it. And when you know 
you act on what you know. We don't need to be defensive about it. And then the last thing I want to encourage you to do, pray for these people. Pray for these people that would give in. Hey, many of these people in the town of Bethlehem are Muslims. 90% of the town of Bethlehem, the population is Muslim. Why, most of the Christians have left. They've packed up and they've moved. And so they're anti-Christ. And so, of course, they would want to remove this. We need to pray for those people. We need to pray that they meet the Savior. We need to pray that the Holy Spirit falls on them and they find Jesus. Because what an opportunity. This article, bringing it to our attention, could raise us to the point to call on the Father to come down by the power of the Holy Spirit this Christmas and that Jesus be found by the city of Bethlehem. That would be my prayer. I know that would be your prayer. But whatever God is asking you to do, just simply do it. Because we need to remember this season, this time, and never forget it. Let me encourage you to stay tuned for part two of this podcast, where next week I'm going to take what really has been a very disheartening situation about the town of Bethlehem, and we're going to put hope on it. You do not want to miss part two. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.